This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, a big win for the Blackhawks tonight, topping the Anaheim Ducks 8-3. This is the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. My name is Mario Terabasi. That is Greg Boyson, and you just watched the Blackhawks obliterate the Anaheim Ducks 8-3, to a franchise record for goals against Anaheim for Chicago, and a career-high six-point night for Patrick Kane. Greg, probably one of the best games the Blackhawks have put together all season, and it came at probably the right time. Yeah, that uh, I, I'm going to go out on the record and say that was the best game of the Kyle Davidson era. Yep. The best game <laughs> of the CHGO era. Yep. Uh, that was fun. For uh, yeah, They had to make things interesting there in the gooey center <laughs> of that game. Um, you know, we were we were joking while watching the game that, like, somehow when it was 5 nothing, I, I told you, I said, somehow the Ducks are going to have their goalie pulled with, like, two minutes to go, and we're going to be sweating this one yeah. out. It almost yeah. happened there. But Dylan Strome, man, when you are hot – when you, you are, are hot, red hot, like oh, Dylan yeah. Strom, this kid is just—he's uh, making his case and pretty much demanding that he gets that uh, qualifying offer from mm-hmm. the Blackhawks. And right now, I mean, this has been a topic we've talked about. At, so we're only four shows in, but I can already say <laughs> we've already talked ad nauseum about yeah. Dylan Strom. But keep him, give him that offer. At this point, let's. There's no no discussion for that anymore yeah that entire line Strom, Kane and Debrinket were just absolutely buzzing tonight and they were the reason that the Blackhawks uh won this game tonight they they combined for I think 14 points total in the in the in the the night Dylan Strom got a hat trick again Patrick Kane a career high six points uh, a goal and five primary assists not none of the none of the, the the secondary assists all primary assists tonight for for Patrick Kane and the goal uh as well so I mean that's that's the line, DeBrincat, Strom, and Kane. If that's your top line going into next season, meaning that obviously you're keeping Patrick Kane, obviously you're keeping Alex DeBrincat, and you're keeping Dylan Strom, I'm fine with that. 
I'm fine with that as the top line going going into next season and and build build behind it from there. And, and like you said, we've been discussing Dylan Strom and, and his future pretty much the entire season. Yeah. I think the what we've been seeing in the last couple of games, the last few weeks, where he's been put into a position to have success, he's put it put he's put between you know, players that are going to set him up for success. And he can also set them up to, you know, as well. He has that ability in him. Um, you know, I, you see him use the right way. You know, he was, he was great at the faceoff dot. At one point, I think he won his first eight or nine straight faceoffs. Like, mm-hmm. everything's kind of coming together for him. And, yeah, you can make the argument and say his trade value probably will never be higher. But I think we're starting to see again, you know, what we, what we saw when he first came to the Blackhawks in 2018, 19, where, you know, he's playing with, he's playing with teammates that a, he's familiar with, with Alex to and B, he just meshes well with a guy like Patrick Kane and, you know, Patrick Kane can make a lot of players look good, but it, it, it says something when Dylan Strom can go out and actually make some plays himself. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm saying, you know what, he's, he's playing at a high level. He's in the right position. He's playing like at least a $4 million player, right? Absolutely. And that, you know, his qualifying offer is being a, a $3.6 million qualifying offer. You take that. You take that and you and you, and you you run away before he says no. You know, you got to – And it, you mentioned his first season here. He had all this success playing with, with Debrinkit and Kane, and then we've been screaming for the last two years with – him back for whatever reason, Jeremy Carlton refused to, to do be it. Where he goes. Derek King refused to do it for a while. Now it's like, why won't you put the guy where he does the best? It's, mm-hmm. it's been infuriating, and now he's had he's back with his two guys. And gee, fourteen points from that line. Maybe it works. <laughs> maybe yeah, just maybe. let them run and go with it. And figure out the other nine spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and you know you can say like, oh, the Ducks. They're you know they're they're in a, they're in a down. Downswing now as, as after having a, a hot start to the season, but I mean, you put up eight points in an NHL game on most nights. Putting up putting up yeah. eight goals in an NHL game is uh, is is a rarity. But you know, we'll we'll talk about it later. This was a, a wild night across the league. Absolutely, uh, this this Blackhawks game included. But th- the first period, uh, the Blackhawks get out to a five nothing lead. The first time that they've done that. And they scored again. So it's a, it's a nine. John Gibson must have been back in the game. Now. Yeah, chalk it up a, a ninth one there. But this just the second time since 2000 that the Blackhawks have had uh, a five nothing lead after the first period of play. Um, it was you know a, an incredible start to the game. Um, you know we were watching it here, and it was just like you know you you'd, you'd watch the game. You know, you'd look at your computer or your phone for half a second, and then you look up. Oh, this is scored again. Oh, they scored again. You know, it was just everything was just rolling. And, you know, since since we've been doing this CHGO podcast, um, we've only had one good first period. Right. And, you know, I, I think this was obviously the, the best start to a game that that we've seen recently and probably that we've seen all season. And it's something that the Blackhawks have had a very hard time doing, not just this year, but historically. Yeah, it reminded me, that first period reminded me of that 2013 team just – like, yeah, yeah, you mentioned the Ducks are a struggling team, but, you know, the way the Hawks played that first period, they, they just they dominated. They were, they were passing. The puck was on a string. They were just – they were toying with Anaheim that first period. It reminded me of that dominant mm-hmm. run to start that, that 2013 lockout season. Um, it was fun. Um, you know, and there hasn't been a lot of that. You know, no. they, they, play, they had that great first period against 
Tampa Bay, but what did it get them? Only one goal, mm-hmm. and they ended up losing six three. And for a while there, they got that early goal, and then that power play. They got you know they you know they had a had a couple Brinkett miss and that, and then uh, it was Tyler Johnson got robbed, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then you got that feeling again, like man, if they don't get another goal or two <laughs> in this period, it's going to be deja vu. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, okay. This is a thing. Here's Ryan Carpenter scoring. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Taves with a classic shorthanded goal. I mean, it was like, man, I don't know. I don't know what, whatever the pregame meal was uh, today, but that needs to be on the menu yeah. for the rest of the season. Because see, it, see if they can get that, uh, get that in Boston. Yeah, it was one of the rare times where it was like, 7.30 puck drop, and the Blackhawks were there at 7.30. They were ready to go. So many times this year, it's been, they don't show up to 7.45, 8.15. Yeah. Sometimes not sometimes at all. <laughs> so, sometimes they miss it completely. You know, and, 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 and except for, you know, a little sleepy bit in a, in that second period, you know, they gave up two goals in 40 seconds, I think it was. Um, you know, they got that 6 nothing lead 19 seconds into the period. and Brandon Hagel. They kind of, Brandon Hagel, we love him. Um, <laughs> he got me, uh, he got me a, Bet win on sports bet. There you um, go. Or on points bet. Sorry. Points bet. Yep. We got to get that right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's natural. You get a big lead. Sometimes you take your foot off the gas, but then they were able to get it back. And that was that was the key. Uh, they let they let Anaheim back in the game with those three goals, but then they got it back. And then they played. They dominated that third period. Well, uh, again, well, essentially. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, great start. You know, we, we've been talking all year and not only, you know, just here, but wherever we've been all season long on Twitter, yeah, got to play 60 minutes, got to play 60 minutes. Well, we got like 56 minutes tonight yeah, and, yeah. and that's as good as it's been all season long. They, they got the, uh, they got the important minutes, yeah. you know, they, they got a, a great start uh, in the first period and yeah, the second period got away from them and we were sweating it out a little yeah. bit and. You know, having some fun online. There's no way they can blow a six nothing lead, could they? And then they, they never, uh, they never, um, <laughs> never make it easy. They've never blown a six nothing lead, um, so that record is still intact. <laughs> we'll they made that. us nervous there for a second. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll keep. They that, made us uh, nervous there for a second. Intact. Yeah, and then they close out in the third period, and uh, Dylan Strom gets uh, gets his hat trick, six goals in his last three games uh, for Dylan Strom. So. He was uh, obviously one of the three stars of the night, so we'll go. Uh, we'll go to our CHGO fourth star of the night. This is the first time we've done it where we've had any Blackhawks on the uh, uh, on the three star sheets, and they were all Blackhawks tonight. So it was uh, Jake McCabe was the third star, Dylan Strom with his hat trick, and uh, four point night was the second star. Obviously, Patrick Kane, uh, the first star of the game with his uh, career best six point night. Uh, so Greg, who was your CHGO fourth star of the night? It's nice that we finally get to do this the way we want to do it. Cause the idea of this was to pick a guy that didn't get that recognition and we thought we wanted to give him a shout out. Right. Um, it's kind of the unsung hero of the game. Trying to dig deep down the lineup. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, the, uh, the guys at the United center actually picked my guy cause I f- thought for sure it was going to be that entire top line. Yep. I was going to say Jake McCabe. He had two assists. Uh, he had a couple of real good scoring chances, too. was active, but then they picked him the third star. It must have been the uh, the Mick in his name on Irish <laughs> yeah. Green Hat Night that yeah. got him that yeah. bid. So uh, so then the obvious choice is Alex Jabrink had a goal go. and three assists. I mean, he's he's driving that line just, you know, Kaner had the five p- 
primary assist, but you know, Debrinkit with with three assists tonight and a goal, and uh, you know, that's that's points in four straight games, according to my uh, little stat sheet here. Yeah. And as I like to see the assists because we know he can do that too. Um, you know, he he we all know he's an elite goal scorer, been one of the best snipers in the league the last three seasons. But it's nice to see him set up his guys. And and when you got Patrick Kane on the ice, it's easy to get a lot of secondary assists. If he's not passing <laughs> it to you, it's the red hot Dylan Strom. It's easy to pick up those apples and uh big game from the cat, but you know, it's getting to the point where we were talking earlier in the year that like, you know, Kane or Debrinkit was the secondary star and to, and Patrick Kane was the superstar on this team. And this year it's kind of flipped roles where now Alex Debrinkit's become the superstar and Kane has become the secondary star. But now Kane's kind of like, not so fast. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Yeah. He's been elite level uh, Hall of Fame Patrick Kane these last four or five games or more. Mm-hmm. He's been just been red hot since after the All-Star break. So uh, the Blackhawks have two superstars right now. And just ride them out. See what happens. It's fun. We've mentioned before, wins and losses don't matter at this point, but every, let's have some fun. Every now and then you want to have some fun, and every Absolutely. now and then you like to have... Uh, you could be bad. Just entertain me. And yeah. right now, that line is entertaining the crap out of me. Let's just roll it. Absolutely, yeah. And it, and every now and then, you got to have a game like this where it's just like you kind of you can kind of release some of those frustrations and be like, oh, like that was... That was well worth the three hours Hockey's of my night. It's supposed to be fun. Exactly. It's okay to have fun every once in a while. Exactly. So, yeah, Debrinkat is uh, is Greg's pick, the four-point night. Uh, pretty hard to argue against that. But I'm going to go with uh, a guy who, who sh- uh, did not show up on the score sheet tonight, but I think was, was all over the ice, was uh, around the puck a lot, and uh, that would be Sam Lafferty. Um, I, I, you know, he's, he's a guy that I think the Blackhawks, it's, it's really a, a, an easy choice to bring him back because he's that kind of energy player, the kind of guy that when you're going through a rebuilding pro, uh, progression, those are the kind of guys that they're young ish. You just, just, just turned 27, um, cheap. You could probably get him for basically league minimum on a one year deal next year. Um, and yeah, like, you know, he's, he's a penalty killer. He's a guy that's going to play in your bottom six. He's going to give you a lot, of, a lot of speed, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. Might not get a lot of points, but um, someone that you know can can play that role. And uh, he was he was very noticeable tonight, even though he didn't uh, didn't get on the score sheet. Had a had a two on one with uh, Ryan Carpenter in the game, a shorthanded two on one, um, wasn't able to convert. But that was I think he put in a a, a great performance um, in a game that was obviously highlighted by the uh, by the top line. So. Between Sam Lafferty, who was rustling it up there with uh, as as an energy player, or Alex DeBrinket, who had four points, I mean, I I like my pick, but I will easily <laughs> concede to the guy who probably should have been one of the original yeah, three stars yeah, tonight. I think that's a no brainer. Um, Lafferty, we mentioned it the other day. Um, you know, next year's roster, it's not going to be complete young guys. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, in Rockford still need some seasoning. And, and a lot of the guys that are going to be part of this team when they're back to being perennial playoff teams haven't even been drafted yet. So nope. you're going to need guys like Sam Lafferty. And so I think he's a good pick to have next year on your bottom six and just roll with it. Nice to see him. You know, he brings he, his speed is the most noticeable aspect of his game and, and mm-hmm. you can never have too much of that in today's NHL but as we said 
yeah, nice effort by Lafferty, but I mean, four points from Debrinkin. Yeah, easily. Why is he even up for consideration <laughs> as the four star? But that's the no brainer. So sorry, Dylan. Dylan Strom's undefeated <laughs> His, run of back to back CHGO four stars has come to an end. But uh, I, you know, Alex Debrinkin. Alex Debrinkin, you're our CHGO fourth star of the game so alex will you will uh we'll get a shirt your way pretty soon but yes. uh yeah that'll and that'll go nicely with the uh all the starter starter jackets Absolutely. that the blackhawks rolled sweet. out today yeah. those we'll, were some we'll, we'll trade them some of our merch for one of them yeah satin little jackets. merch merch swap we Absolutely. can do that and if you if you want that sweet blackhawk shirt make sure you sign up become a member over at chgo and you're gonna get to pick any one of our awesome Dope merch, as our buddy Luke Stuckmeyer on the merch. Cubs, uh, Cubs show likes to say. But sign up, become a CHGO member, help us out. You'll get a free shirt. You get to pick anyone you want. You know you're going to want that Blackhawks, that awesome logo right there on your screen. That comes to you on a just beautiful red T-shirt. Or you can get one of our CHGO logo shirts. They look really cool with the with the Chicago flag on them. Yep. Or any of the other great you podcasts you, you, you just, listen to on yeah, CHGO. Yeah, we're, we're out there. It is. Look at that. that that's wonderful. Look at that. That's, a, that's that, a beautiful, beautiful logo there. Yeah, get, get yourself that. It really pops. It's the best deal in the city. It's the best deal in Chicago sports going right now. And uh, just sign up. It's cheap. Four ninety nine a month, yeah. I believe, is your deal. Then you're going to get... You can get your free shirt. Uh, you're gonna get on uh, the, our private members only members Discord only. channel. There's a lot of fun going on there. You yep. can talk to not only us here on the Blackhawks beat, but all of our coverage, all of our writers and personalities are active. Uh, and then uh, you're gonna get some exclusive uh, written content heading your way too. So absolutely, it's uh, it's the best deal just for the shirt alone. I'd, I'd sign up. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd and I'm 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 looking forward to. Uh, uh, to getting our our, yeah, our dope our merch dope in the merch, mail and, dope and start merch. start repping it on the uh, repping it on the show. I shows. mean, I wasn't gonna take this job till they showed me the t-shirt. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I got it. I said, right. I said that's some dope merch. Yep. <laughs> I said, you know what? The the, the the opportunity sounds great, but until I get some dope merch, I'm staying right where I'm at. Absolutely. And if you enjoy CHGO, uh, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So another way to get some free merchandise is to go through the PointsBet app. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll be happy to help you out. And in case you missed it, Online signup is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So yeah, the, the, the Blackhawks roll tonight 8-3 to over the Ducks. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury had, you know... Uh, a pretty decent night, 29 saves on 32 shots. Kind of gets overlooked with the uh, with the eight goal performance, but uh, a pretty good uh, performance from him after having a uh, not so good performance uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really quickly, Greg sees your comment and he appreciates it. Yes, uh, this is a this is one of my favorite shirts. Um, 
if you think this one's great, just stick around for the rest of the season. <laughs> I got a whole closet full of stuff that's just, uh, it's my gimmick. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the shirt, love. I appreciate it's it. It's very eclectic. It's uh, actually, this shirt was given to me by a big Ducks fan in L.A. So oh. I'm wearing it since they're playing the Ducks. So if, if Mike is watching, shout out to you. Thanks shout for out the to shirt, Mike, buddy. the Ducks fan. Yeah, sorry about the beating, but thanks <laughs> sorry, for the shirt. <laughs> sorry about your 8-3 loss, but yeah, the shirt yeah, looks thanks good. Thanks for the two points and the super cool shirt. We appreciate that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I bring up Marc-Andre Fleury because um, you know he, did, he had a, a little bit of a bounce back effort to, tonight and didn't have a really great outing against Tampa Bay Lightning, but not many uh, people do. Um, but he's the subject of a lot of trade rumors. And, you know, we talked about it on the last podcast. Does he want to go anywhere? Will he accept a trade anywhere? Are the Blackhawks, you know, going to be, I don't want to say forced to honor their own, you know, handshake agreement, but kind of forced to, 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 to do that. Um, because when Flurry got here, it was, hey, you know, we know you have a 10-team no-trade list, but if you don't want to go anywhere, we're not going to make you go anywhere. Right. Um, you know, we talked about it on uh, on a previous podcast, how Toronto kind of feels like a, a team that might be a, a, a good trade partner to get Flurry, and now uh, it seems like that, uh, that, that idea is picking up steam. Just recently, Frank Saravalli of the Daily Faceoff mentioned that Chicago and Toronto could be a trade partner Obviously, this this only works if Marc Andre Fleury accepts right. the trade offer. But it, it seems like Toronto now, you, and the, you saw tonight they had a, a a win against the Kraken, but it wasn't easy. They're a, a team that can score a lot of goals, obviously, but they have some some holes defensively. And Jack Campbell is not looking really solid now. As we get down to the playoff push, I'll say it again: is, is should Marc Andre Fleury be looked at as a as a potential trade piece with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, if I'm Toronto, absolutely, yes. Um, but I would think, um, I mean, again, let's just go hypothetically that A, Marc-Andre Fleury Gotta will accept a trade, it. and Gotta then let's it. also then add on to that that Toronto is not on that tem- team no, no trade list because – they would be on my 10-team no-trade list. I mean, I wouldn't want to deal with that, you know, pressure. It's a lot of pressure, yeah. Um, are they a good team? Absolutely. But there's a lot of uh, extracurricular activities that come along when you're, when you're especially if you're a goaltender mm-hmm. uh, on the Maple Leafs. So let's just hypothetically say, yes, he'll take a trade, and no, the Maple Leafs aren't on that no-trade list. Uh, I think that that actually makes the most sense of all the other teams we've heard. Um, you know, Washington, Pittsburgh were the early trade rumors. I think that those have kind of fallen to the wayside. We heard a lot about the Oilers. They would be a good fit, but, I mean, are the Oilers even really contenders at this point, you know? Um, I, they're, Avalanche, they're fighting for it. Right. I mean, he, he could be the guy that puts them over, but, you know, what are the Oilers going to give up? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avalanche, sure, they can use an upgrade in goaltending, um, but they don't really have anything that the Blackhawks should be just – jumping over joy to get they right. don't have a lot of draft picks that um you know most of their best young players are already in the league so they're mm-hmm. not you're not going to get you know uh you're not going to get a, a kale in the car for mark andre Fleury. I <laughs> no mean, if that's an offer you take it before joe sackick sobers <laughs> up um so toronto that sounds like a great scenario they need a goaltending uh upgrade jack campbell yeah started off great but jack campbell is 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 
coming Jack back down Campbell to earth, again. I think. Yeah. I mean, I know Toronto was excited and they thought they had their goalie, but I mean, I think a lot of us knew that, like, hey, let's see where we are about this time of year if we're still on the Jack Campbell train. Right. Uh, they could use some defense too. Blackhawks have some defensemen they'd like to move. Yeah, um, I mean, if you want to, if you want to throw in a Calvin DeHaan into a yeah, flurry I mean, trade, I mean, maybe you know, get an extra mid-round pick back from them. I, I have no problem. Maple with that. Leafs are in a mode where they have to do this. They need if Mark Andre Fleury is going to put you over the top to get you not only past the first round but get you to a Stanley <laughs> Cup final. You have to make that move, and you got to give up whatever it takes to do it. Mm-hmm. They would be the most desperate team to get a Mark Andre Fleury. And they've got some nice young players. The guy that pops up to my in my mind is Nick Robertson. Get him, and you can have Mark. You can have Mark Andre Fleury and any defenseman you want <laughs> if you throw him in the trade with you know another draft pick. Um, you know that's a team that is in desperation mode, especially if Campbell continues to struggle over these next couple of games. Uh, that could work out real well. But again. We don't know if Marc-Andre Fleury will accept any trade, and we don't know if the Maple Leafs are on that 10-team trade list. But if mm-hmm. both of those things work out, I think it's a no-brainer. And, yes, January, we know we you don't want to trade Fleury, but we got to think <laughs> big picture here. we got to hop on the ride hop of on the, the ride. rebuild. And, sorry, we all love Marc-Andre Fleury, but he can come back as our goalie coach in a couple of years when he retires. I'd be <laughs> fine with that, but we got to hop on the ride. we got to look forward yeah and uh if there's a trade available that helps you three years two years down the road you got to make it absolutely and you know what's what's interesting with the potential of flurry going to toronto is that obviously if if you you know the maple leafs they're up against the cap so you got to make the 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 cap situation work chicago can retain up to 50 percent of flurry's cap hit making it 3.5 instead of 7. If you get, you know, a third team involved, you know, kind of it complicates things, but it makes it better for Enter Toronto. the Arizona Coyotes. They yeah. seem to always be that third team. And, yeah, and, you know, a team like Arizona could... Send them a fifth-round pick to, yeah, retain a little yeah, salary. Yeah, facilitate, you know, more more retention of sal- of salary, uh, make it a little bit cheaper in, in, in cap dollars to the to the Maple Leafs, and, um, yeah, it makes it, makes it even better of a deal for them and then, you know, makes it more likely that they'll send, you know, another pick or another, you know, mid, mid level or better prospect, you know, the, 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 the Blackhawks way. The other part is the Blackhawks could take back money from the, uh, from the Maple Leafs and they have a goalie right now that is not doing so hot and is taking up $3.8 million of cap hit, not only through next season, but through the 2023-24 season, and that's Peter Mrazek. And that was also mentioned in uh, Frank Saravalli's report that Mrazek could be a player to come back to Chicago because Chicago doesn't have a legit NHL goaltender on their books beyond this season. Right. So, you know, I, I think we've talked about it uh, before. Goaltending is not really a position that rebuilding teams should be spending money on. I think if you have a Peter Morazic come back in that kind of deal at $3.8 million, it's a, it's a guy who's shown that he can start in the NHL. Maybe he's not the best option, but he's probably better than they have in, in, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the pipeline right now. And at least on the books, you know, would, would you go Soderbloom, Lankinen? Would you go Lankinen, Morazic? Like if, I think if you, if you ask me, 
in a hypothetical deal in which Peter Mrazek's coming back, I'm not losing my mind over it because he's not a he's not a guy who's gonna like we've said he's he's one of these players that won't be around when they're contending again. Right. It's a, it's a stopgap position. Stop yeah, and and he, you could do worse and. Yeah, he could be fine. He could be a guy that he's making a reasonable cap hit for a 1A or 1B possible starter, but he's a guy that has shown in the past that he can be a pretty good starter in this league. So you get him, you bring him in, and then who knows, by next trade deadline, maybe he's you know having a career season, and you flip him mm-hmm. for more prospects, more picks. I would have zero problems uh, bringing Mrazek back in that trade if he was part of it because you do need a goalie for the short term. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to figure out who your long-term goalie is. Uh, we talked about Lankinen, probably not the long-term D- guy we maybe thought he was, but give him some more time. Soderblom's been very good. Uh, Drew Comezzo is the guy that, that the team, the franchise is, yeah. is hanging their head on. Second-round pick uh, we got from the Vegas Knight pick in the Robert Leonard trade. But he's three, four, five years away from even really – contending for a starter spot. So Morazic would be that perfect rebuild goalie that you might be able to flip for something good down the road. And you're not paying a ton of money to for a team that's going to have a ton of money coming off the mm-hmm. books here in the next year or two. So I'd be fine with that. And a little spoiler alert, I'm working on a piece for all CG, uh, CHGO.com about what this exact scenario, who should be the two goaltenders uh, for next season. So keep your eyes open for that uh, and become a member as well. And um, we'll, I'm sure it's something we're going to discuss quite a bit between now and puck drop of opening night next October. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, it's, it's the, it's, it's trade season. It's silly season. You know, again, this could all be for not. And Mark Andre Fleury could have said, Hey, I don't want to go anywhere. Right. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but we got, uh, you know, 13 days till trade deadline, well, 12 and a half days because it's in the afternoon of the 21st. But March 21st, NHL trade deadline day, it's going to be a big day. And uh, we are going to fast enough. we are going to see what the future of uh, of the Blackhawks looks like under yep. the, the Kyle Davidson era. So uh, that'll be the first real uh, litmus test to see where, what 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 he has uh, you know, skills wise of, of building a roster. And that'll be the, the, the first step forward. Yep, it's going to be tough for Kyle because I think there's going to be a lot of these veteran GMs that are going to try and get the best of him. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going we're gonna to get a taste of what, you know, he can pull off. And, uh, and, and we've said this before, again, please, Blackhawk fans, do not rate the Kyle Davidson era on what he does between mm-hmm. now and March 21st. I mean, yeah. He's I got mean, a lot of work to do. These are just the first layers of the onion skin he's peeling mm-hmm. away here. So don't, you know, if you hate what he does, don't say, don't start the fire Davidson <laughs> hashtag. That is just insane at this point. And if he, if you love what he does, don't anoint him the greatest GM of all time. There's a lot of work to be done. This is just the ba- the first baby steps of a long road. Yeah, but yeah. it's time to hop on the ride. Time to hop on the ride. Hop on that ride. We are all in. So we got a, uh, a question here uh, online from, from Twitter here from Madeline. Uh, wanted to, it's, a, it's a multi-part question, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try and get to all of them. Uh, first question is, do you guys like Brandon Hagel? Disclaimer, yes, we like Brandon Hagel. We're not saying you need to trade Brandon Hagel, but if, you, if, if the offer's there, maybe you do it, but we don't want to trade Brandon Hagel unless we have to. Uh are you guys happy that Doc is now on the wing? I know both of us uh, have in the past said that Kirby Doc should be playing on the wing. It's not likely that he's the 
you know, top line center that the Blackhawks had hoped he would uh, he would be when they picked him third overall. Um, tonight he was on the wing with uh, Brandon Hagel and Jonathan Tay is on the second line. I think he, you know, he didn't show up on the score sheet, but I think he he had a game where you know the effort was there, and you know he was he was playing some some hard minutes. Um, he seemed noticeable pretty much every shift he was taking. I think in a, in a game where you don't get on the score sheet, if you're looking to take, you know, small positives from it, it was that doc was, was out there and, and, you know, playing with energy, playing engaged, um, which is what you want to see from a young player in a, in a season that really doesn't matter at this point. Um, but for him, it's, it's part of his development. I think, um, you know, I think he had a, a pretty decent game for, coming up with zero points in, a, in an eight-goal game. Yeah, I, I swear Derek King watched uh, Sunday's postgame and <laughs> listened to it driving home. Uh, you know, we, we talked about putting Doc on the wing. He's on the wing. We, 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 we both said that, yeah, Mackenzie Entwistle's probably sitting the next one out, and that happened. Mm, so uh, thanks for checking in, Kinger. We appreciate the viewership. <laughs> but um, seriously, no, no, Doc on the wing is the right move. Let's just keep him there for the rest of the season. Um, these last few games, these last 25, 24 games, whatever it is, it needs to be about building his confidence. It's mm. not, not necessarily about him scoring goals or, or getting those assists or getting the points. It's about him getting the confidence. And the, the game he had tonight will, is, a, is a step in that direction. Mm. Yeah, no points, but he, he played well. He, was, he, he looked good on the wing. Let's get his confidence up heading into the offseason. You can do his offseason training. You can, you can have him take... 2,000 face-offs a day during the summer, <laughs> whatever it takes. Um, but get him feeling good about himself in his game and then start fresh next September at training camp. What a confident Kirby Doc. Sometimes that's all it takes. Look yeah. at Dylan Strome for crying out loud. You know, we, we're going to beat this dead horse as long <laughs> as we can. But putting Dylan Strome in a position to succeed has, has jump-started his season. Provided results. We don't necessarily know what the position to succeed for Kirby Doc is. We know it's not center right now. It still could be, mm. but it's not right now. So let's see if he succeeds at that wing. Let's get his confidence up, and then let's start fresh next season. Because it, he, he needs to be a part of this rebuild. People love to call him a bust online. That's the easy thing to do. But he's still so young, and he still has so much potential. Now's the time to get that on track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the confidence and playing consistency, that will then translate into goals and assists and being yeah. put in those positions to to get the point production um but yeah having a, having the consistent effort level having the consistent you know output from from shift to shift and putting him with uh with you know Jonathan Tays a guy who he's not going to have to you know s you know switch in and and take faceoffs for um and and a guy like Brandon Hagel who you know can play a a, a high energy Highly effective, you know, two hundred foot game. I, I think that's a. I think that's a line that, um, you know, a, 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 is is perfect for yeah. getting Doc's development and confidence on the right track, and and uh, getting him, you know, moving forward into a, a more productive and more legitimate top six option for the Blackhawks, which I think is, you know, it's still his ceiling. And like you said, he's still very young. We're still finding out exactly what his ceiling is. It might not be as high as we initially thought. But it's yeah, it's definitely not in that bus territory. No, you you brought up a very good point there about his line mates now with Taves. With Taves and Hagel, he can just worry about Kirby Doc. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taves is going to take care of the middle. 
Hegel's going to create the space, and now he can play his game and build that confidence. That's that's going to be the key, and I, I'm going to be definitely keeping our eye out on that these and last few games. The final part of Madeline's question here is, what do you think Philip Kershev's role will be with the team? Is he a short-term or long-term option? I'll let you start. I'm a big Philip Kershev fan. Having been able to watch him in Rockford uh, up close a lot the last couple of seasons, I think he's that, you know, no pun intended, that Swiss Army knife type player. <laughs> ah, just, nice. This is, I, literally. that. But seriously, that's what he is. He's that guy that you can plug in kind of anywhere. I think he's another guy that needs that confidence boost. Uh, we saw it earlier this year. He got sent down to Rockford for a couple games, went down to Rockford, scored a couple goals, came back, scored in his first game back. Mm-hmm. Is Kershev going to be a guy that you're going to lean on to be a, a, a goal scorer? No. But he's going to be that guy that that plays bottom six, can chip in. I think he could easily be, you know, a 30-point guy on a consistent basis. You know, give you 10 to 12 goals a season. He can kill penalties. Uh, you know, he, he can play those tough minutes um, and, and those grind-out minutes against your, your opponent's bottom six guys. So um, is he going to be a superstar? No. But is he a guy that you should get the chance these next couple seasons to prove that he he's part of – you know the rebuild. Absolutely, um, I'm I'm a fan of his game, and uh, I think he could be. He's definitely a short term guy. Uh, he's not going. He shouldn't go anywhere these next couple of seasons, uh, and he's working towards being a long term guy. We'll see how he progresses next season and possibly the season after that. He's one of those young players that the Blackhawks are going to have to make a decision about this summer. He's an RFA this uh, this off season. I I agree. I think he's a player that you you bring back. Um, you know, you see, you see what you have in him. He's, he's, he's young. He's, you know, he's had some, some decent showings in the AHL, um, with the, uh, with the ice hogs. And, you know, he's, he's, he's been one of, uh, one of Derek King's favorite players, uh, from, from his time in the minor leagues up to the, uh, up to the NHL. And yeah, like you said, you know, he, he had a, he had a, a slow start to the year, got a, a quick stint in the minors, came back and, and it seemed like he was a, a, a different player, a more, you know, a more confident player. We keep talking about confidence with these young players. It makes a big difference when, you know, you, uh, you play and you have, you know, some consistency in your game. Confident hockey players are dangerous hockey players. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I think too, Philip Kurashev is, is you're going to, you're going to hope to see uh, what you have in them in the next uh, rest of this season uh, and into next season as well. Um, so that's definitely a guy that I a, that I our, have in the play. We had our first free Kurashev hashtag. Free Kurashev. Our guy Joe Joe. Is, I don't know. I don't know if he's trapped. I don't know if he's trapped. I don't know if like, he's trapped uh, necessarily either. I wouldn't mind being trapped in his situation <laughs> right now. But that's our buddy Joe out there in Rockford does a good job. Uh, yeah. covering the Ice Hogs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Thanks know if for we need to. In, Joe, we appreciate yeah. that. I don't think Philip Kershev's in the same spot no. as uh, Brandon Peary or no, Michael Kempney were. And thank but, you, uh, Madeline, for your uh, question. Yes, absolutely. Thank and you, And your follows are one of our most active followers, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think, <laughs> speaking of the, the, the Ice Hogs, what we saw tonight out of Alec Regula, he, he came up, uh, was called up today, and got some pretty significant ice time in uh, in coming coming up and being thrown into the lineup today he was put into the uh, the third pairing role with uh Caleb Jones and got some power play time I, I think he's one of those one of those many uh young defensemen that the Blackhawks are are really given a an extended look to at this point in the season and seeing what they have uh what they have in them what did you think of his game 
I like Alex Ragula. I've seen, again, another player I've been able to catch a lot of in Rockford. And, uh, you know, he's got that size that the, the Hawks don't have a ton of uh, mm-hmm. on the back end. But he's got a little bit of offense to his game, too. So he brings that that toughness and the size you still need in this game. I know the trend is to get those little little fast guys that skate the puck up the ice. But you still need, you still need that beef on the blue line. Um, so he's got that. And... Uh, you know, we. Uh, I like how that rolled off the tongue. Beef on the blue line. That it is. That should be a shirt. That's our <laughs> new hashtag. Beef on the blue line. Makes me hungry. I'm gonna get a cheeseburger on the way home. There you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I like his game. But he's one of those intriguing guys where you're kind of like, can he be an everyday NHL player? Is he a seventh guy? You know, the Hawks have about three or four of these guys in the system right now, so they need to. Uh, they need to use this time. To find out, and and mm-hmm. you know, March twenty first, we keep pointing to it. There could be some some spots opened up, you know, yep. and it could be a chance for guys like him, guys like uh, Wyatt Kalnuck is a guy we've seen a lot of. Ian Mitchell, mm-hmm. Isaac Phillips, a guy that seems to get overlooked, but I think the Hawks are doing him all the right favors by developing him really slow. Is Nicholas Bodine, Nicholas another Bodine. former first round pick, was picked in the same first round we got Adam Boquist in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, you know. He's a guy that is, I think, is going to be still a pretty good NHL guy, a defensive defenseman. He's, he's got, he's not huge. He doesn't bring a whole lot of beef to the blue line, but he's got that <laughs> snarl. He leads the Ice Hogs in penalty minutes. That's an accomplishment at the AHA yeah, lo- at the AHA that's level. That's true. Um, so, you know, they've got a lot of these guys to um, to. You got to find out, mm-hmm. and post March twenty first is when you find out. Listen. Put Seth Jones and Connor Murphy out there, and then go with four young guys. It might get, it might, it's going to get ugly at times, but th- you have to do it. Um, it's time, and to you're and you're only going to be doing it for three weeks, four weeks of the season right. at that point. Right. So now's the time. Yeah, now's the time to to kind of figure out what you got. Um, yeah, Calvin Dehan, he'll he'll likely be moved. Right. Um, we haven't seen Eric Gustafson play in in a couple of games, Thank but. God. <laughs> you know, he sh- he pro- he shouldn't Don't be playing. But it's also like, what are you, are you going to try and move? Are they going to try and move him at all, or is this like we're just going to you know they're just going to scratch him and leave him out of the lineup? Yeah, I mean, if there's any trade value at all, I mean, future considerations. Yeah, seventh round pick maybe. You know, uh, a box full of promonite giveaways that yeah, you know, lying around in the <laughs> office, a couple bobbleheads. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, a free bet on on points. Bet. On points. Yeah, yeah get, get, a, get him a yeah. risk free risk free bet for Eric Gustafson. And a CHGO shirt to, oh, for oh, his troubles. No, 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 that's too much. <laughs> uh, I'll but drive yeah, to the airport for that deal. Yeah, there's you know there's going to be some opportunities for these for these young players, uh, especially on 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 the blue line to uh, to get in. And um, yeah, I think Alec Regula made a you know made a a good use of of the ice time he was given tonight. And I I think he's one of those guys that. Uh, that could develop into, you know, one of those, one of those NHL defensemen that kind of have a little bit of everything, you know, the size, he, he moves well for someone being yeah. about six, four, 200 pounds plus. Um, and, you know, we've, we've seen it in his, you know, in his junior, in his junior days in, in the OHL and in his, uh, his early time with the Ice Hogs, he's, he's a guy that can play on the power play. Yeah. And he saw it a little bit tonight. He was given some power play opportunity. If, if that part of his game can develop, um, I think he can. I think he can be a, a, a solid blue liner and, and definitely uh, someone that the Blackhawks might uh, might invest in down the road. Yeah, I uh, he definitely earned to be in the lineup. Uh, 
Thursday night in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, he it's and at the very least, give him another game. Let, let's let's see how it goes. Yeah, and and we're getting closer to the trade deadline. We're getting closer to the point where you know, you're going to see some of the guys who are on the trade block getting more uh you know, show off time. Yeah. Uh one guy who did absolutely nothing tonight was Dominic Kubelik. He had about 12 minutes of I, I, ice I don't time. Rec- I don't recognize that name. 12 minutes of ice time, didn't register a shot on goal. Um, you know, the, the Blackhawks scored eight goals. He didn't even get a plus for, for on the night. You know, it, I wonder what his trade value is. Cause we, cause we keep saying, you know, Dominic Kubelik, he could be, you know, a really great player that a, a contending team could put on, you know, their, their second line or their third line. Do we see it anymore? Is he? He's not even shooting the puck. Is it? Is it that the trade rumors are really weighing on him, and it's and it's just making him, I don't know, unsure, or he's just, you know, he's figuring out I'm not not going to be here. Why, you know, why give the effort? Like I really don't know what has happened to Dominic Kubalik, where he's just kind of descended into this guy who's just kind of floating out there. Yeah, I mean, again, you talk about confidence. Here's a player that has zero confidence and hasn't had much at all this season. Yeah. Um, I don't think his trade value is that high right now. Um, this is and then we and we we have loved to pile on Stan Bowman for for the for the past few years and and uh, plenty of reasons. Rightfully too. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we should treat treat him like Voldemort, though. The he who should not be named, <laughs> or you know who. We'll refer him as you know who. Right. Uh, this was one of the moves he got right because a lot of people wanted to give Kubalik that big five, six-year, big-time deal, but instead he decided to give that, that bridge. bridge deal, mm-hmm. and that's turned out to be the right move because I don't, this could be an anomaly um, or this the last two seasons could have been you know anomalies. We don't know, yeah. uh, but not locking him up to that big long-term deal that a lot of people wanted to give him was the absolutely right move because it's been – it's been brutal this year, and I like. I'm a big Dominic Kubalik fan. Hell, I picked him to lead the team in goals this year. I'm an idiot. It would have been there. nice. I mean, I, I mean, everybody was picking the Brinkett and Kane. I had to be the different. <laughs> I mean, look at the shirt. I got to be the different. Yeah. Guy. So a little um, flavor. You know, I went with the Kubalik because he, you know, he had a, he's got a 30 goal season in the league already. So why not? Um, and that that yeah, that didn't work out so well. So he's definitely a guy that probably needs a change of scenery. He's just, he looks lost out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a goal scorer. That's not even shooting the puck. That's the sign of, of a player that just doesn't know what's going on right now. Yeah. And I, and I wonder how much, you know, he was, I, I wonder how much of, of his breakout season was his, you know, was that really his, his skill level or was that a product of playing with probably the last iteration of a of a fully healthy Jonathan Taze didn't hurt because what we saw last year with Kubalik not being not playing with Jonathan Taze it had a a decrease and this year you know it Taze hasn't been the same even though he's come back and you know he's been paired the the two been paired on a line at some points this year but really neither one of them clicking together like they were in in uh 2019 Taze is struggling Kubalik is struggling I think that goes hand in hand that's definitely got a lot to do with it because that Kubelik's rookie season, Taves was having a great year, um, you know, before the the COVID pause, and even in that short bubble playoff run, they were very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely has something to do with it, um, and 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 you know, never really figuring out where to play him 
this year hasn't helped either. No. Um, you know, he's been all over the place, third line, fourth line, second line, first line, you know, 11 minutes, nine minutes, you know, 18 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah give, you know, giving him no consistency. That can't help either. Um, but you got to earn those big minutes. You got to earn those top spots, and he hasn't done that. So, um, yeah, it, 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 I wouldn't expect him to be on this team come March 22nd, but I, I'm not expecting uh, to be blown away by by any kind of return, you know, at this point, third, fourth-round pick if they're lucky. Yeah, I mean, he when when the, you know, Blackhawks were starting to, to – realize, hey, we're not going to be contending. We're going to be selling at the deadline. He was one of those players that it really felt like, you know, you could get a, a valuable pick, a valuable prospect. And, yeah, it's just his trade value has just gone down so yeah. far that, you know, if and they could get one mid-round pick for him, I think that might be what today you that he, he sees it. He, you know, they asked him about that today. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, you know, social media, you can't get around it. So he sees the chatter. It's obviously affecting him. He can say it's not, but. Yeah, for, it's, <laughs> just watch. He's something. He's in his own head, and yeah. that's 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 not good. No, and and we saw earlier this year Kirby Doc saying that he just stays off social media, and um, you know he was definitely a, a target for for people to yeah. to harp on this year. And stay off. Keep staying off of Twitter, Kirby. Yeah, because since he's <laughs> since he's done that, he's started to play a little exactly. bit better. So yeah, yeah, I mean it again. Never read the comments. Yeah, <laughs> except exactly. from our fans. Our fans are great. We love. Oh your yeah, comments, of course, but. It's those weirdos we don't like reading the comments from. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it was a, a big night for the Blackhawks, and it was a big night across the board in the in the NHL. A very uh, a very good night to be betting the overs. Absolutely. Um, Blackhawks and uh, Blackhawks and Ducks combined for eleven goals. Another eleven goal game tonight was between the Arizona Coyotes and the Detroit Red Wings. A nine to two victory for the last place Arizona Coyotes this road victory road victory and this this game we were we were keeping an eye, an eye on this one as we were watching the Blackhawks game this game was just the gift that kept on giving <laughs> it was it was an, an absolutely wild game and there are some 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 Blackhawks tie-ins to uh, some former Blackhawks tie-ins to this one so just a few notes for it started with the the first shift of the game Phil Kessel is out there uh Phil Kessel uh you know Two-time Stanley Cup champion, living should, it up. Should have been a Conn Smythe winner. Should have been a Conn Smythe winner, definitely. Um, hot dog aficionado. My guy. Um, he's, uh, he's got his Iron Man streak going. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's behind Keith Yandel for the longest active streak. Um, he's also, I think, uh, he's a handful of games behind um, setting what the previous record was. He's at 956 consecutive games played. Uh, took the first shift tonight, got a shot on goal, had a two-on-one opportunity, uh, almost got a, a, a goal on his on the first shift of the game. Turns out to be his only shift of the game because as he leaves the bench, he's getting some fist bumps from his teammates, and he's getting off the off the ice straight onto a charter flight back to Phoenix from Detroit because his uh, uh, wife is in labor with the first child of the Kessel family. So uh, he go he he. Takes the shift, leaves the game, and goes to be uh, goes to be there with his family. So first off, congratulations yeah, to the Kessel absolutely, family absolutely. on the uh, on the birth of their first child, and what a wild way to start the game. So then you think about that. I mean, again, I read it. Congratulations to Phil Kessel and his wife. Uh, that's awesome, and to, to, to do that. But then the Coyotes just dismantle. 
The Red Wings with 17 skaters <laughs> after the first shift. That makes that loss even more embarrassing. Yeah. Apparently, they, they swapped goalies uh, and then had to put the starter back in. Like, it was just a nightmare. Um, boy, that's a shame that that happens to Detroit. Man, you really hate to yeah, see that. Yeah, you hate to yeah, see that for the Red Wings. The Red Wings yeah, just you, get you, you mentioned it. You, you, uh, you saw the stat. This was the second time in the last five games that the Red Wings have had to switch out Alex Nedjelkovic for Thomas Grice, Only and then Nedjelkovic would have to go back in because Grice was just as bad yeah. <laughs> or worse. Yeah. Oh, boy, that breaks my heart. So <laughs> so that also happened. But so they that, wish they still had Peter Mrazek on that team. Uh, well, maybe. But um, So that happens. So Phil Kessel takes the first shift, leaves the game, hops on a private jet back home. That's just the beginning. The, the, the Red Wings have to uh, switch goalies not once but twice. And then Nick Schmaltz has turned into uh, the second coming of Wayne Gretzky in the last yeah, week. He's, he's Austin Schmaltz. After, <laughs> after, uh, after having a seven-point night uh, the other night, setting the franchise record for uh, most points in a game for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, he has a four-point night tonight, so that's 11 points in the last two games in a game where the Coyotes score nine goals, which is also a franchise record. So it was just an absolutely wild game out uh, out in, in Detroit. I just between. think Dylan Strom was traded for Nick Schmaltz. Those, that trade has been on fire <laughs> these last few <laughs> There's games. no losers. Like, There's exactly, no losers like in that the trade. That's the most dynamic trade in the history of the NHL, at least for the last three, four years. Those guys, that trade is looking really good for both teams right yeah. now. Yeah. Good for Nick Schmaltz. I, I, I liked him when he was here. Um, he, he's a nice little player. He got his big extension, and then he's coming into his own. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Just don't do it against the Blackhawks. <laughs> uh, another crazy game tonight was uh, between the Avalanche and the New Jersey Devils. Avalanche get out to a 3 nothing lead. They then allow five straight goals, and the Devils get a 5-3 win. This was the first time that the Avalanche this season uh, – had lost after leading in the first period. They were 23-0-0 this season before tonight. And this was also the first time after having a three-goal lead in regulation, having a three-goal lead that the Avalanche had lost in regulation since 2018. So uh, another uh, weird result tonight between uh, the Devils and the Avalanche. So uh, shout out to the DNVR uh, crew back in Denver. Yeah, the, I'm sure their uh, post game show was uh, a little more dramatic than ours. Yeah, <laughs> a, a rough a rough way to, uh, yeah. to to end the night, but they were probably still uh, still happy about getting Russell Wilson earlier today. Yeah, they, they, I bet you the the uh, Avs DNVR post game was a little uh, little loose after that <laughs> trade. We'll just say that. And you and and you mentioned uh, you know Austin Matthews, Austin Austin Schmaltz. Whatever you, what did you say? I the, call it Austin Schmaltz. Austin yeah. Schmaltz, yeah. yeah. Austin Matthews tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. We were talking about them earlier. He gets a hat trick in a six-four win over the Seattle Kraken. He's good. I hear. I hear he's good. He's, he's got, not bad. He's, he's on pace for sixty-three goals this season. He's pretty good. Last time I checked. On pace to uh, to to lead the NHL in goals for the second consecutive season. That would make him the first U.S.-born player to lead the NHL in goals in consecutive years. It's, I, 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 you know, we, we don't want to turn into a Leafs podcast here. There's plenty of those out yeah, there. But we don't need another one of those. A pretty, pretty impressive night for, uh, for young Austin Absolutely. Matthews. He's an, he's an elite player. I just wish he'd get rid of that, that mustache, you know. I think the mustache is part of the success. Uh, it's just, it just makes him look like he drives a windowless van around town. Just get rid of the mustache. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it was it was a, a, an absolutely f- uh, fitting night for the Blackhawks to to have a an eleven goal game and and score somebody, eight of them. Somebody put the NHL on rookie mode tonight. That's what happened. <laughs> Look at the scores all around the league. I mean, it's somebody somebody put the settings to rookie mode, and and we got to benefit from it. A lot of fun games, including that big Blackhawks win. So. Uh, let's hope we can see them build off of that. Uh, they're going to be stepping up in class on the road mm-hmm. in Boston. They're a team that's uh, a playoff team. They're fighting uh, f- with those Maple Leafs for third place and not have to face one of the division winners come playoff time. Um, so that's a step up in class, big time for the Blackhawks to go from the Ducks to the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a nice six o'clock start. I love those. I saw, now I'm going to start. Like, I'm going to sound gonna, like Eddie O. I love them <laughs> six o'clock starts. But going to get a few six o'clock starts. I love it. Uh, in, I love in, it. In now that we got to do these wonderful live post game shows, they could all start at six o'clock for all. Hey, we're going to. We'll, we'll be here right after that game yeah. too. So watch the Bruins and Blackhawks from Boston uh, starting at six, and then. Head over to YouTube, uh, the CHGO Sports YouTube channel right after. Mario and I will be back to talk about, hopefully, back-to-back wins and a major upset. That'd that be would fun, be that would be a lot of fun. I don't like the Bruins either, so <laughs> anytime a Boston team can lose, I'm a happy guy. We don't have a Boston site yet, so I can talk smack. No, no. And, and speaking of Boston and the Bruins, I'm going to bring up the, the St. Patrick's Day events of the, the, the Blackhawks tonight, making that connection. Um, they were wearing their... St. Patrick's Day warm-ups. Um, Not so much. Usually, those those jerseys are pretty, uh, just, I don't know, just, they, they go on the clearance rack pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you're, 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 that's a, a very small target audience mm-hmm. right there. And... This year's iteration of the jerseys, uh, I'm not sure if, if, if people caught them on, on social media or early on the broadcast, but they were obviously, you know, the, the green, multi shades of green on, the, on the, 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 the torso and on the arms. And then the numbers were orange uh, with the orange with the lettering on the, on the chest yeah. and the back. But then they were like, I think they were white with an outline of orange on the sleeve. Just a lot going on. It was, it was a busy jersey, and none of it was <laughs> and it good. Was just, none of it was good. Like, oh, it was just a thanks. Uh, those jerseys are usually not great, and this was one of them that was just like... Yeah. On a, on like, a day I, you release those amazing throwback starter jackets, then yeah, you trot out this, uh, you know, you the, follow this atrocity. It up. You follow it up with the... Uh, uh, with with the St. Patrick's Day uniforms, but, you know, just, it's, it's not great. free hat night, and someone gets a hat trick. I love when that happens. Perfect. I love when that happens. I'll never forget the game I was at early in the dynasty, the hard hat night, when Jonathan Taves had two hat tricks, had it taken away, and then scored a third goal. When you saw ten thousand officially OSHA approved construction helmets flying from the <laughs> three hundred level. Guess what? That promo never happened again. But that was oh, I that's why. one of my favorite Blackhawk memories of all time. So I <laughs> love when guys get fr- hat tricks on free hat night. It's perfect. Lot, lots of green hats on the ice tonight. Um, and, then, and then the three stars got to wear them. I bet you, what does Dylan Strom? Yeah. Dylan Strom doesn't get the hat trick. Do those guys come out in the hats? I doubt it. They oh. had, you know, they had 5,000 laying in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're not, uh, they're not ones that were... Uh, uh, that were on the ice and they picked them up used. Yeah, you never know. You got to you got cut corners any way you can when you're rebuilding. I still can't believe it's our first ever W here. We we only said hop on the ride one time. I said it twice. You must have <laughs> missed it. You've been busy back there, Joe. Yes. Well, let's let's let, let's get another one on there. Hop on the ride. Let's huh? Hop on the ride. It's it's much easier to hop on the ride after a win like today. 
Um, let's see if, you know, this ride doesn't get derailed against those big, bad Bruins on Thursday night. Absolutely. And, and if you want to hop on the ride, you can also uh, support CHGO by downloading the PointsBet app using the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Again, if you have any questions, you can email us at pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll be happy to help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They have the new exclusive feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlays. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And now, in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. And again, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up, and you get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, Greg, as we uh, wrap this up, we, uh, we look forward to the, the Boston Bruins on Thursday and then the uh, Ottawa Senators on Saturday. So we go from team fighting in the wild card to team fighting for the first overall pick. It's... I feel like I don't want to jinx it, and we can we can clip this if I jinx it. But uh, get ready I to feel like this, we're, we are going to run into a, a situation where the Blackhawks have a spirited effort against the Bruins, and it becomes some sort of close, hard-fought game. And then we go into Saturday, and it's in Ottawa, and it's just we're just gonna get. I don't know, just some some wacky, yeah. awful game where like Ottawa gets out to like a four nothing lead, and it's just like where you know what happened. <laughs> what happened? I I kind I, I kind of agree that it seems that the Hawks play up to their competition and then play down to their competition. It's kind of why they're stuck in the middle right now. Um, yeah, yeah. You would think a loss to the Bruins and beat the Senators, but watch them do the complete opposite. So. It'll be fun, and we'll, we're going we're gonna to have two post-game shows to talk about it. So, uh, you know, busy, busy first week of Blackhawks hockey here at CHGO. I love Absolutely. it. I love it. I love these four-game weeks. Yeah, it keeps, it keeps you busy. Absolutely. Keeps you busy, keeps you on your toes. We're going to be dying for one of those, no matter how bad it is, come, you know, late August. Absolutely. And before we go, one more uh, stat to add to the wild night in the NHL. Alex Ovechkin, two-goal night, ties Yaramir Yager with 766 career goals awesome. for third all-time. So Ovechkin continues his uh, his hunt to break Wayne Gretzky's record. So Good stuff. Two of the big, all-time greats right there. Big, uh, big night in the NHL, big night for the Blackhawks. That'll do it for the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. The first victorious CHGO Blackhawks podcast as they beat the Ducks 8-3. to For Greg Boyson, I'm Mario Terabasi. We will see you next time. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.